Coming up, we're going to talk about some changes coming to Universal Studios Hollywood, as well as our thoughts on Fast and Furious Supercharged, now that we've let it sink in for a while. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 174 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hey, and we have a great episode <clears throat> for you. Maybe, maybe not. Doesn't really matter. Either way, we have an episode for you. Uh, it's been a little bit of a slow time. It seems like Universal has decided to just take a seat back ever since the grand opening of Fast and Furious Supercharged and just be like, you know what? Let's let's take some time to celebrate this victory. We opened Voodoo Donuts. We opened Fast and Furious Supercharged. Now let's just not talk about anything or do anything and just get ready for the next the next big wave of announcements that will come sooner or later. And so it is going to make this a bit of a boring show. But luckily, uh, right now, Universal Hollywood is kind of... Sorry, I should say Universal Studios Hollywood. So... I want to be proper. I don't want to sound like a snob in any way, but they're deciding to change some things up, make things interesting. So we're going to talk about that. And then right afterwards, uh, like I said at the top of the show, we are going to discuss uh, kind of where we're sitting at right now with Fast and Furious Supercharged since it's been a grand open now for a couple weeks. And, you know, it's time. Time has a way of changing thoughts and opinions. So we're going to see uh, where we stand on that and discuss that right a little bit more. But let's just jump into it right away with the news out of Universal Studios Hollywood. And that is the Jurassic Park. The ride will be closing this September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this news came out last week and uh, essentially Universal Studios Hollywood announced that on September 3rd, 2018, Jurassic Park. The ride would be going extinct their words, not mine. I would never make a pun like that. Uh, but it's not closing and being demolished and completely torn apart. No, no, no. Instead, it is just closing because uh, they're going to start preparations for the next attraction that will open in that spot in t- 2019. And that will be known as Jurassic World Ride. I yeah. hope that's just a working title. I Yeah, I would assume so, right? Well. They don't call it Jurassic Park Ride. It's called Jurassic Park The Ride. I was hoping they would call it Jurassic World Is the Ride. Is there still called the River Journey? No, ours is ours is Jurassic Park uh, River Adventure. It's the same thing, though. Yes, it is. But ours is... I mean, I think it was two different styles when our park opened. You know, it was definitely more immersive with the islands and all that kind of yeah. jazz. But theirs was... We have these rides just like plop down in the middle of the studio so it's more jurassic park the ride yeah i guess so i that's just the logic i'm using on it i've never understood why theirs was jurassic park the ride and ours was river adventure Uh, but now this one is 
based on the press release that they put out for it, everywhere they were saying Jurassic World Ride in like quotes as if that's going to be the official name, which if that is the case... I doubt it. I... I don't think it'll be called Jurassic World Ride. I think Jurassic World the Ride. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's definitely a name regardless. But yes, uh, Jurassic Park the Ride uh, is ending. It's 22 years of operation, which is kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. It's that's it, It's been around since 1996 out there. And then I, I it just it took me so long to actually experience it. But... That's what happens when you don't go to Universal Studios Hollywood your entire life until you're a grown adult. But, uh, you know, 22 years, that's a good long run for it. And Universal's already talking about the new attraction and how it will be, in their words, a next generation experience that's even more immersive and technologically advanced. And just like the movie Jurassic World, the new ride will also pay homage to Jurassic Park and will reimagine the landmark film franchise for theme park guests. So they also uh, talked a little bit more about it on their official website. And I'm just going to read it all out here. So they said, in 2019, face Indominus Rex when she makes her world premiere in the new high-tech Jurassic World. Journey to where living dinosaurs roam the earth in part expedition, part heart-pounding water ride based on the blockbuster film franchise. On this river raft adventure, get doused as a colossal mosasaurus dives for its great white shark snack. Mm. But the real danger lies ahead when the brutal Indominus Rex escapes its its enclosure. Sorry for my lack of being able to read. Be prepared when a 50-foot Tyrannosaurus Rex comes to your rescue right before your final plunge down a treacherous 84-foot waterfall. Interesting. So it's the same attraction. They're just adding the Indominus Rex into it. And I. I as well I'm, as the Mosasaurus, which. Yeah, the Mosasaurus. I, I'm assuming that's going to be in the river part before. Uh, theirs is a little shorter than ours, so I don't yeah. know where well, they're going to put him. That is the most confusing one to me. It's, I don't know because in the movie, Jurassic World, it massive. is massive. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not. So big. Large enough to really. I'm thinking, like, obviously they're not going to build the whole body, but, like, even if they just do the head, it's still like the head. Like, I've seen the trailers for the movie. The head is larger than a helicopter. Like, it, I don't know. It worries me that they're going to go. I don't I don't want to believe this considering the entire ride as it currently stands in both parks is completely, uh, you know, physical. It's all real dinosaurs. I really hope for an effect like this with the Mosasaurus that they don't yeah, they don't cop out with a screen to make it. I, I have right. a feeling they might do that with the Dominus Rex because it's uh, that dinosaur can camouflage. So I'm sure there's going to be like an effect where it goes invisible or whatever. And, you know, I, uh. I, 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 I'm just thinking like I'm not saying there won't be an Indominus Rex animatronic, but I do think that there is it's going to be a screen in the beginning and it's going to disappear. There's going to be a scene where it disappears. And my guess is the T-Rex stays where it is. And the Indominus Rex is going to be on the side where you go right before you take the plunge. They're going to add another giant dinosaur up there to be the Indominus Rex. So they'll be facing off against each other and you're diving under the T-Rex. Yeah. See that, that would be cool with me. The T-Rex is definitely staying in its place. Uh, and I love in Universal Studios Hollywood the way their their T Rex is set up. Like it's behind this almost I wanna say like a curtain of water mist. Yeah. So it's not as 
it, it's not like ours where it's just flat out you know it's coming it's a little bit more of like a, a surprise i mean you still know what's coming but uh, i i think i would be okay i would be able to stomach the fact a little bit more that there was screens being used on it as long as they do add physical dinosaurs too but it really it, it if they do go the screen-based route on it it really could throw things off but i i would like to see um the the one thing that really uh, always made me enjoy the Universal Studios Hollywood version of Jurassic Park was the uh, the effect of the Jeep when it actually worked. And, I had never seen it work. Yeah. I've only been there three times, but it never worked any of those three uh, times. And I've seen it work maybe twice, I want to say. We had the cage here, right? Cage the drops. They don't have yes. that. They had a, they had the car instead. Exactly. So um, what I'm talking about for those of you who are familiar with our ride versus the one out in Hollywood. Before you make your climb into the main show building, uh, there's a short scene after you see like the crash boat and you go off course. And on your right, from my memory serving me correctly, not watching a video of it uh, prior to doing this, uh, they have a, one of the Jurassic Park jeeps sitting at the top and then plunging down over the side wall mm-hmm. kind of uh, akin to to how it does in the movie a very cool effect when it worked and uh, like rhino just said he went there three times and has never seen it work i want to say i only saw it work like my very first trip back in 2013 and then maybe once again in like 2014 and that was it and i know it it suffered a long since then so they're gonna have to kind of fill in that gap obviously i'm hoping maybe they can put another physical dinosaur there maybe i don't know how the sight line would work based on where you're at before but an indominus rex up there i think would also be very very terrifying i don't i don't know how it would practically work but i i just i i hope that they find a way to fill in these gaps. But I, I think the if they do a physical Mosasaurus, I think that's going to be one of the, the coolest effects, especially since you're already traveling on a freaking river. So mm. it only makes sense to have like the most prominent uh, river water creature that you yeah. see in Jurassic World. It only makes sense to have it in there. But It's interesting that they didn't say anything about our attraction. Because oh. you're like, hmm... Well, and that's what I wanted this to lead into. So uh, essentially, yeah, Jurassic World, like I said, it will uh, Jurassic Park. The ride will close September 3rd, 2018, and then it will reopen sometime in 2019 as Jurassic World ride. So, yeah, that's how you know not too much is going to change either. It's the yeah. length of the closure. Yeah, they're, they're going to work fast, but it's expect most of the same ride just with uh, a fresh update to it. And I hope I get out to Jurassic Park the ride one more time before it's completely gone out there. It's it was one of the things I enjoyed most about Universal Studios Hollywood. It's I think it's a, a great attraction, and it's just different enough from ours to make it. And now it'll be definitely different. Maybe. Mm. Maybe not. So right now, as of, as of this point recording, Universal Orlando has officially gone out on the record saying that they have uh, not announced any plans to change uh, anything in Jurassic Park at Islands of Adventure into uh, specifically the River Adventure. They have not made any plans to change it into Jurassic World Ride. Do you see this as just 
<clears throat> they're giving Hollywood its time to shine right now no. before they do it? No? No. It's definitely they're saving something for... I. I there's no... I feel like it's one of those things where, like, maybe they're not, maybe they're in early stages of planning out a third park or something like that, or th- maybe they're just saving it for that. But there's no way that they're not gonna this franchise now being as like thriving and successful as it is so many years later, and having this Jurassic Park in there for so many years being so successful. They're like new level of immersion. There's no way they're not going to build a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, something or other, whether it's at Islands of Adventure or in a brand new theme park, which is what seems more likely to me. But which which would be kind of terrible because it means we wouldn't get the ride for like six years at least from now. Yeah, no, it's but uh, who knows? That's that's also the part that you have to think about with with Universal Studios Hollywood making this change, they want to get Jurassic World infused into their park as soon as possible, obviously. Uh, and right now, there's a lot of speculation roaming around. And again, we don't we don't usually go too deep into this. Uh, so uh, I'm going to just kind of skim the outsides. But I will say that uh, there's plenty of other websites out there who have started to notice that uh, changes are starting to creep up in Jurassic Park. Uh, uh, the one that I throw a shout out to because uh, good friends with them, but the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, uh, definitely check it out. It's a it's a great show, but they've been talking a lot about uh, the rumors and speculation on Jurassic Park because they've noticed that, especially around uh, Pteranodon Flyers, and in other areas, there's trees starting to be marked off, which is obviously a sign that uh, there's going to be construction in the area. And uh, there has been talk of a new attraction maybe taking over Pteranodon Flyers. It also makes use of the space uh, that is back there right uh, right near uh, the Raptor Encounter as well as the, the, um, the Triceratops walk that hasn't been open well they just they have so much space that that's underutilized like it looks great don't they did a great job with like foliage and making it look very convincing but it's it's like there's nothing there except for this one attraction the visitor center that's kind of out way outdated at this point and you know the photo ops but like the raptor encounter is great i love that like more of that sort of thing you know um I'd really like to see, and I thought this was the rumor for a while, was that sphere thing that they're the in Jurassic World, the gyrosphere. Because, like, it, I was thinking about it more and more. Is that like you? That could be. A, and I know people are like Universal in their projections, but think about it. Like, you're if you're in a sphere and they can somehow project this 360 degree video onto the glass outside, it, you could easily start outside and go indoors without even knowing it, and you could experience like the park, you know, like fallen kingdom coming apart, you know, maybe the park's like being destroyed and you go underwater, you do all these things. I don't know. Yeah. I I think we will get a gyrosphere attraction at some point in the future. My, uh, the theme park mentality that goes through with me though, is I initially go to and get stuck on it is how could universal ever make a gyrosphere attraction, uh, their, uh, capacity. How could they ever make it like hold up to the capacity for how popular it would it, it be? It would have to be like a people uh, or like a haunted mansion, like a 
on a belt like one after the other after the other after the other that you're just getting in and then you know it looks different but once you're sealed in then it like yeah i mean that does it ruins the effect obviously with that but i also see where you're going with it it just or they find a way to make massive uh massive size uh gyrospheres maybe on the level of uh, like Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man or Transformers. I know sure. that's like completely unbelievable. Another, a then. party bus, Jurassic Park party bus. Yeah, uh, don't shh, don't say anything. That's what they'll do. They'll do the big Jeep like you're in the first movie. And it'll be like only the supersized SUV. They're bringing back the Jurassic Park yeah. ride I, at Jurassic World. Yeah, I do not want any more Jeep attractions for a while. And we'll get to Jeep attractions uh, very soon here, slash party bus attractions. But now I, I think the gyrosphere has to happen. It's literally it, the fact is that it was one of the most iconic aspects of Jurassic World. And then the fact that it's coming back for Fallen Kingdom and in the first trailer, it. It was one of the biggest parts of yeah. that first trailer. It's they, and we're we're just like meant to go crazy over gyrospheres, and it's like it's prepping us up for one day. And the fact that the gyrosphere in the very first attraction had Jimmy Fallon as the host in it, and just playing it off like straight up cheesy well, theme park they style. Filmed the gyrosphere scene in the new movie. They built a roller coaster. And put an actual gyrosphere. I saw behind the scenes, like feature out of yeah. it, and it's like it's the the scenes were like a Bryce Dallas Howard and um, I don't remember the actor's name, and I don't know who he is because he's not in the first one. But the her and that kid are inside of a gyrosphere, and they to get their reaction of like going off the cliff, falling into the water, all that stuff. They actually built a roller coaster track, had them go Uh-oh. in it, and so whenever you see them, that's actually them being filmed through the side of the gyrosphere. So like they're really those motions are really happening. Oh my to them. gosh! Yeah, so I I was really impressed with that because like then seeing the trailer later, not knowing what I was looking at, seeing the trailer later, I'm like, oh, they go into the water. So that explains like when they go up, like like you can see it in the trailer if you watch it really close. Her shoulders go up and her hair comes up, and that's how they're creating that effect. Is that they actually built a roller coaster for them? So then I was like, hmm, something like that could work for us. Like it seems like that that's one of those like. They built it for the movie, build it for the park. Yeah, I would love I would love to be able to see something like that. I mean, obviously the logistics would be insane because then it would have to be pretty much just a pure gravity-based ride hmm. uh, like any other roller coaster and that would start to get super intense especially if you in our blue sky obviously this is never going to happen yeah. but in our blue sky version of being just in a giant video screen uh inside a oh. gyrosphere Actually, i think people like would be puke. yeah people would be throwing up all over the place but uh it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays off here in in universal orlando i i'm on the same boat as you right now pun intended that i don't think our river adventure is going to go the jurassic world route the only way i could see that for hap- uh foresee that happening is if just the next plans that they have, whether it's uh, what, depending on which attraction, if it's the Terminator replacement, if it's the Harry Potter roller coaster replacement of Dragon Challenge, if any of those uh, for some reason just goes way off budget and gets completely screwed up in the production, that's the only way I could see uh, I could see Universal making the decision to to go the cheap route and just say, okay, we have this property. Let's update it and get people 
over to that section. Yeah. That's the only way I could see that happening. If if not, I think I think it's going to be a brand new attraction in Jurassic Park, or we are going to be seeing it as a, a big aspect. Jurassic World is a big aspect in the in the third theme park, not and also the fourth theme park at Universal. The third, of course, is Volcano Bay. Fourth being the the one that we all know is going to come eventually but that's going to uh that's going to ramp this up for the jurassic world talk here because well i've got nothing left to say on that and we only have so much time to do this so i just want to jump back over to fast and furious supercharged Mm. which has now been open for a few weeks as we've said and uh it's i am I have thoughts, I have feelings, I have opinions on it, and um, it, I, I guess I'm just still struggling to find the words completely on how I feel about it, but... I'm just showing, yeah. Craig, the roller coaster video I found, if you want to... But sorry. <laughs> I had I saw it, and I had to know that I, was, <laughs> I hadn't made it up, so... I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got okay. you on that. So, Fast and Furious Supercharged, I forget where I was going on with it, but um, if you didn't watch our episode from two weeks ago, where we uh, where we went to the grand opening party that they threw on it, uh, we, we went pretty in-depth on, on the experience itself, so uh, that started with us going, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm just going to recap it a bit, and not the actual, like, the party portion i'm gonna talk about the ride portion so because we still have yet to talk about it on the show and i know we will still cover it more in depth later on this is just more uh our thoughts and opinions after a couple weeks of it being open now and so the experience of course still placed there in san francisco uh you walk through the queue and you know, it's uh, there's different ways to go through. You have your virtual line experience uh, and single riders, express all that goodness, just like any other attraction. The queue is made up of different interesting aspects, including uh, the first portion, which is like this weird outdoor, indoor kind of yeah. uh, plant-like portion, which was pretty neat. And then obviously you get to where all the cars are. There's an Easter egg in here. I didn't see the first time is the Corona's that are on the table. There's enough there. And one of them's tipped over and the tipped over one is for Paul Walker. Yeah. Yeah. You, because you walk past the family barbecue and they have the tipped over Corona as a, a nod to Paul Walker, as, as Rhino just said, and then you get into the cars rooms and these are where, uh, a lot of the cars that they, they either took right from the movies or they or they were made for this attraction specifically where a lot of those are housed and i actually could not believe this i know that i know that some of the cars were the cars used in the movies and like i just said they were made for this attraction but uh from a friend talking to the guy who helped pick out the cars for the movie I couldn't believe that the cars in the queue are actually complete working automobiles. They could be taken out and driven right away, which was kind of like intriguing to me that it's like, okay, why not? What are you going to do with them? Yeah. Why not just drop models in? Why, why waste these perfectly good cars? I could see some of them have their, their functioning cars, but they're not like our car. It's like a rally car crash 
uh, yeah. thing. Uh, it, you can like, if you really look into it, you can see it's it's like a um, fiberglass housing over, uh, essentially like a, a crash thing. Yeah, a roll cage. Yeah. So uh, protective. Uh, obviously, they want that for the movies, just in case there are crashes and accidents. But yeah, so lots of Easter eggs as you're going through this part of the queue. Uh, we talked about it a little bit in the video, but like they have the the Beetlejuice bobblehead. They have a, a jacket from Disaster slung over a chair. They have the out of time license plate right next to like a bowling pin of the the um, the shrunken head that you would see in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in the the night bus. Uh, if you go in the single riders queue, that's where they have the the great little um, keys that and pink slips that that uh, mm. Vin Diesel has won from all of his races, which include little Easter eggs like um, the the flying Ford Anglia that he apparently won from Arthur Weasley, which is <laughs> a cool little Easter egg, but just way to break the story yeah, in every way, shape, and form. Uh, and then it continues on into the different war rooms. And while well, at first you go into the family room, which is essentially where they're fixing up the cars, which it really threw me off because every everyone kept talking about the family room. And then I like you get in there and it's looks like the part of a garage where yeah, everyone like, just kind of like sits down and takes a break yeah. real quick. But I thought we were going to be in like a living room. And I was like, oh, we're still in the the garage. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but that's that's the first of the pre-shows. There are two pre-shows. And the first one is uh, both of them include an actual actor mm -hmm. in it. And uh, the first one kind of just gives a, a recap of... Uh, kind of the style of the family. And then the second one is where you move into Tej's war room. And this is where things heat up, intensify, starts to tell you the story. We're not going to go through all that. And then from there, you move into your vehicle boarding zone after going past a couple more Easter eggs, like the, the electrical boxes that have uh, the references to Earthquake, Disaster, and now Fast and Furious Supercharged. Which and that's is, the only one that has its power on, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute and cool. But you board your party bus, which is, as everyone has said, and like we said, too, it is the exact same uh, trackless ride technology as as uh, Skull Island Reign of Kong. In and fact, the animatronics driving it are the exact same <laughs> bus of the one from Kong. They just have sunglasses on. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a different outfit, and they don't have unique personalities, and no, they don't, they don't interact at all. At all. Yeah, it, so and just if you could somehow see them, and then if you're that big of a nerd that you can go in there and see them, you could be like, "Hey, that guy looks familiar." Yeah, like, I think I've seen him before. But <laughs> oh, that was a stupid voice. Anyways, they God, that really threw me off doing that stupid voice. Uh, it, it's the ride starts out extremely promising in a way because it immediately goes into uh, physical sets. And so you think, okay, well, maybe things worked out better. And then there is this awesome speed tunnel illusion that makes it seem like you're driving a ridiculous fast speed. And it's a really good effect. I mean, it's a very simple effect, but it, it just works perfectly, uh, except for the the idea of a party bus going that fast. But 
anyways, that eventually turns into then the attraction that we have come to know and have feelings about in Universal Studios Hollywood, starting off with the uh, all your cell phones need to be off, but then then Tyree screws that up by having his cell phone and Owen Shaw is able to track him, mm-hmm. and that leads into the big... Did you know that scene was altered? The party scene from the one in Hollywood? There was dialogue that was yes. changed? I was like, oh, I did not remember that. I also did not look at the mouths closely enough to see they weren't matching the words, apparently. Then the the big ride portion, the 360 uh, all the way around you, uh, big extravaganza with uh, The Rock and Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Luke Owen. Oh. Not yeah, Wilson. I no, I wanted to Luke see Evans. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. <laughs> Gaston. I always screw up his name. I, well, because his name is Owen Shaw Openly in the movies. Homosexual Luke Evans. That is also correct and I, accurate. I, I, so that was a happy day for me when I found that out. No, it's someday. No happy day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but yeah. So we're not going to really go into the ride portion because I to try to explain the plot of the ride portion would be. To try to ludicrous, just, it would be ludicrous and Luda. not the spelling of ludicrous the rapper, but ludicrous as in just plain bonkers. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna try to even explain the plot to you. You just kind of have to experience it firsthand. Uh, the benefit, obviously, with ours versus Hollywood is ours is not 3D. They up the frame rate of it and uh, up the the projection quality to make it appear more 3D. I don't think it appeared more 3D at all. No, I think, I that, think is that was a, just baloney. Yeah. <laughs> that they said the, right before we went on it. And you watch it and you're like, oh, it's fine. It, it doesn't, not everything has to be in 3D, but yeah. like, it was also like, you don't, you could just own the fact that it's not in 3D. You didn't yeah. have to, you don't have to make that crap up. I'm not saying they were making it up, but I know what they're saying. I think they just were like, I don't know what their decision was, as you've said, or we may have said before, that it was supposed to be in 3D, like right up to the last minute. So I, I don't know if they, the feedback was, we don't like this in 3D. Make it regular, please, or not. So, yeah, I I just, I don't, I don't know what happened with it, but I think it was a much better attraction without the 3D. It's I, out I, in Hollywood. I, the, it was kind of just a 3D, jumbled mess. Yeah, it didn't really. It doesn't really do anything. Everything's moving so quickly that it, your eyes don't really have enough time to adjust to the 3D effect in order for it to take effect. You know, because it. I forget the rule of thumb, but you have to have your 3D glasses on for a certain amount of like seconds or something like that before your brain can switch over yeah. and be like, "This is immediately 3D." Um, Pay attention to that next time you're in the movie theater. But oh, I will. Um, but yeah, so I it just it never did anything for me out there in 3D. So I don't know. Yeah. So let's actually uh, let's talk about our uh, how it's set with us now in the long run. What do you, what are your actual? I, mean, I still thoughts? I still think if you are like the Uber Fast and Furious fan that you're still going to have fun with this ride. I don't I don't think it's like necessarily like a bad attraction. Um, it's weird because. I did also hear this is the last attraction that will be built with um, the queue the way it is. Yeah. Because it's not – I don't think people know how to use it enough. And then also there aren't enough attractions that – they didn't adopt it to other attractions. So the, the – that – I forget what it's called. Virtual line. Virtual line um, doesn't really function without everything being virtual line. So – but um, – 
I thought that was interesting going in there because it was built like a regular queue. It wasn't really like a virtual queue. Everything is up and down, but yeah. there is also a lot to look at. So yeah, it's, too, it's but. obviously this one, unlike Fallon was designed more with the sense that if they decided to make the change tomorrow, yeah. it could easily be changed which is right fine. away. Yeah. Which is fine. But like, I thought, I think the queue, they did a really good job. I think with the building, with the queue, Again, it's one of those – it's the same way I feel about Kong Hollywood versus Kong here is that I think that they took something that felt really just kind of dropped into an attraction out there and then turned it into – they, like, fleshed it out. They finished it. You know, they told – we've always said the queue tells part of the story, too. So this really does – like, I hate – at this point, I hate the word immersive because it was said probably 75 times. And now Charles uses the word all the time, too. And it's just, like, the most annoying buzzword – it's like millennial. It doesn't really describe anything. I, it just like people yeah. like to toss it around. And it, like it, it just immersion is the name of the game. Like, and it does do that uh, on a whole new level. The, the Hollywood one is so stupid because yeah. you're in this, like the tram is so big in Hollywood that you're just like, I'm not moving this fast. This is ridiculous. Whereas like the party bus is just like two sections. So it, it makes a little more sense. Do I wish it wasn't the party bus? Yeah. I wish it was like, maybe you were in a customized individual car, like test track. I wish they had set it up more like that, but obviously the capacity and the space, they can't really probably do something like that, but I think it's too short. I think yep. it's going to have a long line, and I think people are going to get in there, and the feedback is going to be people are very disappointed because they waited. I, I don't think they'll understand that the attraction begins during the pre-shows as opposed to, like, once they're on the vehicle. I think that, that that's the idea. It's like, okay, I'm about to go on the ride, yeah. and it's, like, two seconds long. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough. I, I still enjoy it for the cheesiness aspect of it, but... Oh, I think I, it's perfect encapsulation of the movies. Yeah, yeah. well, except then I, you know, I was kind of watching clips of the movies online. I need to go back and do a full rewatch of all of them well, now. And spoiler alert: yes or no? Is Owen Shaw alive? Is he not? I thought the whole point. So I've only seen one, two, and six, and this is what I'm going to say. And they've been out long enough. I'm just going to talk about it here real quick. At the end of six, six is the one where they're on the runway. I think Owen Shaw is the bad guy in that movie. No, mm-hmm. no. No, no, he's not. It's a girl. It's like a twist or something like that. But um, because when you think the movie's over, then it has the whole plane sequence after that or something like that. I don't I don't remember. It was a twist. It was like somebody that The Rock was working for was actually the bad guy or something like that. But like, I don't know if he was the I think maybe he was the bad guy in the fifth one. But regardless, the the Jason Statham character is his brother. And yes, so Jason Statham is his brother. Yeah. And the post credit scene of the sixth movie was a scene from the third movie where the um the the Asian character dies in the Tokyo uh, race and he I was like, Oh, that's weird that this character so, so then you kinda realize, oh, this movie takes place before the third movie. But then if the main character of this attraction is dead... He's not. Okay, okay. That's all I wanted to know. He's not. Because I remember thinking that. I was like, oh, what a bold move to make this character... No. Is he going to be like their ultimate villain? Is that what it's going to be? You really have to watch Fate of the Furious. Okay, Yeah. all right. 
yeah, you you need to you so, need to catch up. So it's up. still relevant then. It's, yes, it's not like absolutely. that was my that was the I, I was concerned when I went on the ride, only knowing what I knew that I was like, they made it about a specific character, and that's why I was like, that's interesting because that's going to date this ride really quick. But if, if it's still relevant, then it's yeah. okay. No, watch watch the last two movies because I know you haven't caught up on. I, either I am of them, going to watch them all. Yeah, again. I. That's that's part of it. Like the clips that I was going back and watching, like I said, I need to go back and rewatch them all too, just to kind of get in the spirit and then go do it again. But it's, it, I don't. The movies just are so dumb fun and so Come on, completely the, absurd. The sixth one, they're going, they're being thrown from bridge to bridge, back and forth, and I'm like, are you superheroes? Because nobody's even getting a bruise. No, I don't know if. And that's kind of what it leads me to is I don't know if the attraction is dumb enough. I don't know if it went oh cheesy you, enough to really match the series. Vin Diesel is hanging from a miniature helicopter. Yeah, well, that from is, most that of the is, attraction. That is a good point, but um, it, it's just that small section where it kind of feels like the movies. Everything else, I, yeah, is, I agree. Everything else, it kind of needed a little bit more of that. Uh, eccentricness i don't know if i'm yeah, making there, up words. there's essentially like a jump and and you're like oh here we go and then the jump ends and you're like oh that's it yeah. okay never mind but i'm i'm like everyone else too i wish uh, you know what it is what it is at the end of the day i'm not going to do it every single time i go to universal probably not uh not more than once every couple months but i'm glad that it's out there, and I hope people are getting enjoyment out of it. I'll go with somebody um, who hasn't been on it before yeah. if I'm in the oh, park absolutely. with them, and they're like, I really want to go on this. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I also see that, like, how people were like, oh, well, we wish it would have been uh, made with either the Transformers technology using using Spider-Man technology and, like, kind of making cars out of that and going faster. Mm. The test track thing, I throw out the window because if you think about test track, think about how much space it takes to get those vehicles up to 65 miles an hour. And I, I I didn't mean it like that. I yeah. meant I meant I didn't mean that part of test I, track. I just meant the actual physical, like you're yeah. in the car. Oh no, that that's, sort of thing. And that's why I I'm not like just pointing you out on this, but as a general consensus, I've seen on comments, other places, people saying like this felt like it should have been a test track type ride. And if you think about it, test track moves incredibly slow, except for a couple short bursts, yeah. because the the amount of space that it would take to really make a, a more realistic car attraction to what is in the Fast and Furious franchise using physical cars. Like, it's just that speed's not, their room is not possible to get the speeds that you would constantly need. But I'm it thinking would, about, like, the parts where you're making the turns and the twisty turns and the bumpy roads and stuff like that in Test Track. Like, they could, because the party bus is never going fast. No. But, so I'm saying create that illusion, but with a smaller vehicle, you'd, you'd feel the movements a lot better. Well, that's where, it, maybe it's just from working at Test Track to where I rode it that much, that the entire ride feels incredibly slow to me, even going through the twists and turns like that just feels mm. it, it feels so slow and so old technology. I, I think I think they if they would have combined the use of like the Transformers cars with the screens still uh, they and a lot of like perfectly timed wind effects, they could have ended up uh, getting a way to make it uh, feel super fast in sections. But it's just uh, you know, unless you actually put people in cars and you have a big thing or or 
tried to do it as a stunt show, which obviously that would never work. Who wants to watch a stunt show with a bunch of cars doing stunts? I know. It's the worst thing that you could be trapped <laughs> into doing. Yeah, it's it's just kind of stalled. But that's our thoughts on Fast and Furious as of this current moment. We'll let you know if it changes or updates. And like I said, in the future, we'll do a big full show on it and go in the nitty gritty on it. But we'll give it a little bit more time. Let it, let it get into its rhythm, see where it goes. And with that, that's going to wrap us up on this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. So thank you very much, Rhino. And thank you to our audience out there for listening and watching. Of course, if you need more information, head over to disunplugged.com, home of our show notes page for this show and all the other shows on our podcast network, as well as uh, you'll find links to our social medias there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and as well as uh, a link to our email account. If you need to send us any emails, that's uopodcast at disunplugged.com, of course. And then what else can I talk about? Oh, yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed. And if you if you want to get notifications when we have the new videos, of course, hit that bell. And, yeah, if you're if you're enjoying this so much, hit uh, hit that thumbs up button or leave comments down below. And also along with that, uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead and subscribe as well as rate and reviewing us. But that is uh yeah that's that's going to do it for this episode so thank you very much again uh to everyone out there for listening and watching we will see you again next week with another episode of the dis unplugged universal edition but until then remember no resolutions goodbye